How's everybody doing today? Welcome to this episode of the Hey Chicago podcast brought to you by Believe Network. I'm your host, Julian Voss, back with a third episode of the Hey Chicago podcast. And quickly, I just wanted to recap what happened last week for the Cubs. Um, the Cubs went 5-2 and two last week. Not too bad of a week, but definitely don't want to see as many losses against bad teams. 5-2 and two is definitely up from what they were a couple weeks ago, having a couple bad L's against the White Sox, and then you have the losses against the Royals or Tigers. Um, so, yeah, start off this week, the Cubs played the Detroit Tigers, and the Cubs ended up winning the series 2-1. to one. They're playing playing some pretty good baseball out there. They For the second game of the series, they lost it 8-6, to six, though, um, and that was pretty much due to pitching, just like a lot of their other problems going on right now. This one had to do with pitching. Drew Smiley was starting. It was his last start, what it looks like, of the year. As after this game, it was kind of the Cubs' last straw, and they will start having him come out of the bullpen. But, yeah, with that, the Cubs really just needed to work on their starting pitching, and that's kind of what I've been recapping these past couple episodes. They obviously start off the game pretty rough whenever you don't have Steele on the mound or Hendricks or Stroman when he was healthy. That's when they've been having their problems starting off the games, and they can't get those early run opportunities going because they're all worried about the defensive mechanics. But with that, the Cubs also had some good offense at the game. Last week I said the player of the week this week for the Cubs was going to be Dansby Swanson, and it looks like Dansby Swanson definitely has had a step up this week. In the second game of the series against the Tigers, Swanson ended up homering with four, four, four RBIs, so he's played some pretty great baseball this past week. Candelario also, one of those guys that Cubs got in the trade deadline who's been nothing but just like exactly what the Cubs have wanted with his hitting, with playing first base, whether it be first base or third base. He's always out there for the Cubs doing his job, and that's pretty much all they've been asking for him to do. And he's one of those guys with that championship DNA from 2016. He may not have been on that last the last second, last game seven team, but he knew what what was to come with that team and the impact that he made on it before getting traded away. But Candelario is definitely one of those guys that Cubs fans probably want to see them re-sign this offseason next to Cody Bellinger also. Because if you have a guy playing this great and this well, then you don't want to let him go for nothing, especially when you trade him, trade away a couple of your mid-tier prospects with it but then in the next game of the series the Cubs ended up winning at six to four against the Tigers another great game from Candelario he had a two he had two RBIs with a double Bellinger also had a two, two RBIs and Alzale like always closes out the game well and I just want to talk about Albert Alzale for a second I believe that he's honestly right now the most underrated closer in the league he came into this league as a starter for the Cubs. He was okay with that, but he really wasn't into his own spot, like his own safe spot in, in this organization, and he's kind of been trying to find his way ever since then. The Cubs had him starting, then they had him in the bullpen, and now finally he's a closer. And that seems like the spot where he needs to be at. Hard thrower. He's got some great pitches with him, but the Cubs – after they lost to Roldis Chapman in that 2016, they had Craig Kimbrell come in. He was okay for a little bit, 
after being traded from the White Sox. And then now you have Albert Asley, a younger guy, who could be your closer for the next few years if he's not getting worse by that moment. But right now the Cubs see that they have this strong closer. Then you just need to give him some help with the other pitching, give him some help in the bullpen, give him some help starting. And that's kind of just like their main thing right now because as you can see in these games so far, I've said it's eight to six Cubs. They got some runs in, but they couldn't get the pitching going. Six to four, Cubs win it. But you let the Tigers score four runs on you. But with that, going on to the next series, the Cubs ended up playing the Pittsburgh Pirates. And for the first game of the series, the Cubs did end up winning at five to four. Bellinger had an RBI, like always. Hap had another good game. So he from a guy that's been struggling most of the season, this past week Hap's been playing a little bit better than than what was expected after what he's been doing the past few weeks. And he's one of those guys that obviously got that big extension extension this past offseason. So you will really want to see him coming into his own and being a major part of this team after giving him sixty plus million dollars in this year. And then for the Second game of the series with the Cubs versus the Pirates. The Cubs ended up losing this one 2-1. to one. Bad offensive game, obviously. Um, these games are going to happen every once in a while. I don't think this is anything to worry about, losing 2-1. to one. I'm more worried about those games where it's giving up a lot of runs and then it's not attaining anything of value on the base pass. But with this game, the only run that the Cubs had was the Ian Happ homer. Like, again... He's been kind of coming into his own now in a good spot where the Cubs are trying to get in that playoff push. So he's one of your star guys. You expect him to play well, and you don't want him to have those rough games in a very important spot like this. You're a couple games out of the division, and you're still holding on to that wild card spot in a very, very, very tough race right now. Every single game is important in this moment because each team – is pretty much facing themselves at this point. They're only trying to beat out themselves because nobody in this playoff run really has a high advantage over anybody else. We could say that the Phillies probably do because they're a little bit hard, a little bit higher than anybody else in the standings, but it's pretty much anybody else's game in this moment, and you don't want to have anybody who's on your team with value just starting to play rough in this moment. But yeah, with that... The Cubs pretty much needed to help out Kyle Hendricks in this game, who had a pretty strong start, pitching pretty much half the game, and then you're pretty much hoping that your offense would help you out with that. But in the third game of this Cubs versus Pirates series, the Cubs ended up winning it 10-6. to A great offensive game, pretty much what you expect against a pretty terrible opponent in the Pirates right now, bottom of the division one of the worst teams in the NL Central and the NL at all right now. But highlighting this game was pretty much Jordan Wicks, who was in his first start with the Cubs. He was a 2021 first-round pick, round one, pick 21. He's pretty much what Cubs fans have been hoping to see this whole year, one of the younger guys coming up finally to getting a start. And in his first start, he pretty much did anything he possibly could. It was a great start for him. A good start to his major league career. He he's a lefty pitcher. Pretty much another one of another thing that Cubs pretty much need was lefty pitching. 
they really don't have that except for Steele, obviously, your best pitcher. But with that, a great offensive game, great all-around game. Hap, Candelario, Bellinger, all those guys played well this game. And those are kind of the guys that have been playing well this whole week. And then you also have Seiya Suzuki, who had who had an RBI in this game, who's been your major struggle, I would say, out of anybody on this offense. But yeah, Wicks gave up about two hits, one walk, and then he also had nine strikeouts in his first start. Then you have your offense coming together as well in this game. So pretty much that's exactly what you want to see out of this whole organization, having a little bit of everything offensively and defensively. But in the final game, the Cubs did it again, 10-1. to Great offensive game and defensive game. Great way to close out this week. They have another week where games that are very close to the end. But then at the end of the week, they kind of noticed that and started pushing more towards the end of the matches and just close it out well. And that's really just what you want to see in these moments where you see that you have these close matchups, these close games, then you can finally close it out at the end of the at the end of the games and have the one of the best closers in the league at the moment help you out with that and then attain the win. But this next week of games is probably going to be the roughest and toughest one that the Cubs have faced in a few weeks and probably for the rest of the season. You have the Milwaukee Brewers, who obviously the tough, toughest team in the division, top of the team in the division right now, on a very hot streak. You play some pretty rough opponents and you go into this game against the top of the top of the division. But last night was Monday night, first game of the series versus the Milwaukee Brewers at home. The Cubs ended up losing at six to two. Um pretty much a very, very rough pitching game. Talon was on the was on the mound tonight for the Cubs. He let up eleven hits, nine hits himself. Then the Milwaukee Brewers had eleven hits total. Just really not what you want to see pitching wise when you have this close close game, these close matchups against these divisional opponents. You don't want to lose them out just because you're pitching. You want to more so lose these games from how you were hitting because what matters the most in the postseason is pitching. And if you don't have pitching in the postseason, then you're not going to win anything. If you just look at these past teams that have won it, they all have had strong pitching performances more than offensive performances. But with that, the Cubs also had a rough hitting game. They had about five hits that game. Just not ideal what you want to see when it's a home matchup versus your one of your biggest rivals next to the Cardinals, obviously. But you hope that tonight will be the exact opposite of what you saw last night. If you're a Cubs fan, they they usually bounce back from games like this. I honestly expect them to win this game tonight. But I could see them losing the next game and losing the series one to two because it just doesn't seem like this team right now sees that their pitching performances is really what matters the most. And if you don't have these pitching against Milwaukee, who's one of the best, better hitting teams and pitching teams total in the whole in the whole league right now, you're not going to win these win these divisional matchups. So yeah, I, I expect the Cubs to lose this series honestly two to one. But then you have the Reds later on this week, and it's at, at Cincinnati. You finally play away again. If you're a Cubs fan, 
you see this you see these games against the Reds like you want to see them when they first started having those win streaks. The Reds are going to want to come back into the series after losing the last one and try to sweep the Cubs, but you at least need to split the series. But if you lose the series against Milwaukee, you need to get one of those extra games. So honestly, I do see this series being split 2-2 two to two at Cincinnati. This is, like I said, one of the toughest weeks for the Cubs. They played the two other best teams in the division, and then you go on to play other rough matchups and you play San Francisco late late in the season also. But again, the player for the week for the Cubs this week, I would say, is Candelario. Probably the most reliable guy on the team right now, except for Cody Bellinger, hitting-wise. He plays a little bit of everywhere. He plays first base, third base. If you really need him to, he could be the DH for the week. But he's been the guy for this Cubs team where if he's up to bat in a really rough situation, you have guys on, two men on, and you have Candelario up to bat, that's probably the guy that the Cubs fans want to see next to Cody Bellinger. But again, it can't just be two guys on the team. It can't just be Bellinger. It can't just be Candelario. You need Dancy Swanson to step into there. You need Ian Happ to step into there also. But if those guys aren't stepping in, then I honestly don't see this Cubs team making that division push where you want to see them get to the top of the division and not have to play in the wild card series if they even make the wild card series. But for this next week, I expect Cody Bellinger to be that player for the Cubs. Bellinger, honestly, is the guy that's the most important for this team right now. When you're playing this Milwaukee team, you're playing the Reds, you need your best player to go out there and perform. And that's what I really expect Bellinger to do in this next week. And with that, I really just expect this organization and Cubs fans this next week to just try to stay calm because, yes, it's the most important week that you've been playing in the last couple of weeks, but at the same time, baseball is a long, a long, long season. You got this next month to go into. You have a few more series left, so you can't just... You can't just lose out on hope when you lose one or two series left in the season. There's still a lot of baseball to play, and you really just want to hope for the best and just take it one game at a time. One game shouldn't really scare everybody because rough games are going to happen in baseball. It's very expected. Everybody knows it's going to be expected, but what matters the most is how they bounce back from those games. And that's kind of what the Cubs have been doing this whole year. They have those rough games, and they bounce back from it. It's been 50-50 all year, but at this point, you really just want to see them close out games well, start off games well, and it all starts with the pitching and it all ends with the pitching. But with that, I'm about to wrap up this week's episode. Thank you for listening, and I will talk to you all next week.